on last week's Irrevelations. The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my ancestors. Now, is this true? So basically, Jezebel decides that instead of asking like a bitch, you're going to frame him for murder. Get up and eat. Cheer up. I'm going to get you that motherfucking vineyard. <laughs> this ain't new to me, God. This is the 15th time you said you're going to kill my kids. Either do it or don't. Just so you know, when we get back to the king, all the prophets are saying, yes, let's go to war. Please be cool. What a loser that his blood got washed up in the same river hookers bathe at. That's not how I want to go out. Before we turn to the word, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. This is how this is how you know how far America has fallen, how far the degeneracy degeneracy has expanded, is okay. that NASCAR and the NFL have all turned on Confederates. That's how we know that it is end times. It's the end days. It's over, America. Yeah, Bubba something or other is the one that came out and was like, nope, get rid of this shit. <laughs> yeah. And if, uh, if, the if thing it is, go ahead. Well, the funny thing is that the, so he's pretty famous, right? He has a followership. And Ooh. then the guy that came out, Bubba something, he's the one that spoke out about the Confederate flag first. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, but then the other guy comes out to stand for the Confederate flag, and it's like, who are you? Like yeah, the, yeah. the actual Sicarelli NASCAR or some account. Shit? Yeah, like the NASCAR social media account was like, we had to Google who you were. <laughs> <laughs> are you a racer for us? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm in the pony, the My Little Pony uh, division. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, like, listen, I'm sorry. If the NFL can't support a bunch of traitors who tried to attack America, then what What do they stand for? You know what? That's actually a solid point. Um, I, I do like the irony that Kaepernick kneeling, they're like, that's too much. He hates America. He's he's. I won't have anyone that doesn't support our troops. And then the <laughs> actual flag of people who fought our troops, they're like, but that's, that's important. That's our special flag. One of those yeah. things is fine. Yeah, it's absurd. Do you know the best part about it too is, and I've this is not my original take. I started to see this become part of the uh, zeitgeist Confederate takedown. Yeah, of the zeitgeist of that is people were like, you know, the Confederacy was only a nation for like four years, and like that, <laughs> like most presidents uh, are in charge for longer than that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's that's our history. That's our rich, diverse blip in the fucking timeline <laughs> history. Like, that's how long I went to high school for. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see me talking about it. Yeah, I'm not like, I want a flag of Niceville High School yeah. on top of this state building. <laughs> it's our fucking, it's our beautiful heritage and those fucking statues. The only thing that's, the, the, the only thing labor that fight over the flag is fighting over the statues. Like, oh God. at least the flag represents a traitorous coward nation. But it's not even the nation. Confederate flag. Right. 
It, it's like actually wow. the Virginia battle standard. Yeah, or something. I bet. I bet that's nuance they're fucking taking from it. Ugh. Yeah, like, like, yeah, that, that that's good. the real flag is obviously a white one. But my point is, is that uh, the statues are the weirdest part of it. Like, oh yeah, that's the one statue of a guy who owned a plantation once, who killed a bunch of uh, Native Americans in this field once. I'm like, okay, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful, and I won't, I don't want to forget that for one minute. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> do, do you know what? The Confederate flag obsession is like, it's basically the guy that's still wearing his varsity jacket at age 50 to go right. to the bar. But there's a catch. Not only is it his high school varsity jacket, but he actually went to a juvenile correction center for high school. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's my high school varsity jacket. Like, oh, yeah. They're like, And we went, we went zero and 40. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> we sucked. But I still like the jacket, you know. It's cool. The guards beat us every time. <laughs> like, how else am I going to piss off the libs? It's the easiest way to do it. I just put on the back of my truck. Mission accomplished. That is true, I guess. Ah, yeah, I don't, I don't. Like, that's our brave history. That one guy who whipped fifty slaves to death. I mean, I, I just imagine like the, those statues getting taken down and beheaded and thrown into the lakes and shit. And I just yeah. imagine like uh, that the the song from uh, Armageddon where he's just like, and I don't want to miss a thing. And there's like, no. <laughs> Our beautiful heritage. Oh, when, back when I do America. like that even the British are getting into it. Have you seen that? They've oh. been throwing like slave traders into the yeah, fucking good. Fuck Avon em. River. Fuck them. So I saw a point that like uh, someone was like, we should we should leave up all the shitty looking ones. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like, they should make it more accurate. Like, let's really remember the history. I want to see, like, uh, a black guy in chains, just, like, with someone's knee on their neck. And it's like, and that was the mayor of the town 400, you know, to, uh, about yeah, 100 yeah, years yeah. ago. Just let's, 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 let's be historically accurate, at least. Yeah, we should have a statue of Thomas Jefferson raping his slaves. Yeah, yeah. And, like, a couple of his, like... Which, he, uh, which by the way, guys, he famously did before you go around spouting off old TJ. Yeah. I want to think twice. <laughs> if I see another guy wearing a uh, Thomas Jefferson flag, then I'm not going to... I'm not going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just can't imagine... I just can't imagine a lease... Uh, valuable fight to have. Like, if there was ever a hill not to die on, be like, but our special flag, how am I going to remember my uh, middle school days before I dropped out if I won't won't have that flag? Not to mention that, like, all the statues were either built during Reconstruction, like, under the harshest moment of Jim Crow in history, or in the 60s as a response to the Civil Rights Movement to be like, oh, yeah, blacks? Well, remember this guy? Like, that's what... (laughs) They literally exist as like an ideological bullshit call to like warn black people. Like, don't don't play around. It's, it's like the same as whenever you show up with guns and be like, just making sure everybody's being safe around here. Type. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like when you look at your window and there's your abortion doctor just slapping a fucking coat hanger to the side of his car door, and you're like, that's weird. <laughs> Get a life. I'm coming. I'm coming. That was ten you. years ago, and I don't regret it. Get away. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Um, we're talking about the so Bible the, today. I don't know if you... Yeah, so the Confederacy <laughs> is kind of like the Bible because it's old and dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing sums up America than representing the country that fought against it. I just want, I just want them to replace it. I, I want the NFL to come out and say, guess what? The Confederate flag, no good. The ISIS flag, still fine. Like, fucking cool. Yeah, fucking yeah. cool. We're about it. You know, you got to love those little rascals. They're so uh, little old lips. You know, if you really want to piss off the Democrats, get some ISIS flags. Let them well, know. I feel like same you know, in spirit. A, 
I feel like a lot of these deep South guys that, uh, you know, talk about insurgency and being against their government and stuff, they probably have a lot more in common with these fellows than they, they like to pretend, you know? Right. I, I, I remember right after 9-11, there were a bunch of rednecks on top of buildings just celebrating. Be like, take that, northerners. <laughs> Back to the Bible. <laughs> okay, so, uh, welcome, by the way, to the Revelations podcast. Uh, we're the podcast reading the Bible so that you don't have to uh, day in, day out. We just do this. Yeah. We really just do this. That's about the only way to describe it. There's not like there's a motivation to it. We just No, especially with quarantine, our numbers are really dipping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, we're like We need to get people back to work so they can listen to this shitty we're, podcast. We're lemmings that somehow got caught in a circle. So we're just <laughs> At least we're not falling. Yeah. Uh, well, we are. Anyways, um this is episode 90 right. of the podcast. Wow, right? Uh and we're opening a new chapter. Ugh, Rather, that new, that new chapter smell. A new book, I should say, as the Bible likes to call them. It's Second Kings coming in hot. Right, um, right, right. It's really just an extension of Kings. Fun fact: Old Bibles, pretty, I think, fifteen seventeen would have called this Fourth Kings. Whoa! Uh, at one point, Samuel and Kings were both a four-part series called Kingdoms or Kings, and then uh, more recently, they split. First and Second Samuel from First and Second Kings. Odd, because allegedly we've got Samuel one and two, yes, Kings one and two, and Chronicles Correct. one and two. And I know those six books suck. Are well, probably. I mean, they all do, but it's specifically about like kings. So you'd think it would just be like this would be Kings four, six parts. Yeah, they probably just thought it was lame. You know, they probably were like Kings one, two, three, four, five, and six, and they're like, all right, but how many times are we going to name this Jaws? Like, right. let's you know, like let's let's just come up with some way to. And it sucks because, if you remember, Samuel's not even in the book of 2 Samuel. He's just in 1 Samuel, except as a ghost, I guess. It was like two kings, two furious, and then finally there's like just king six, whatever. Yeah, let's just... Anyway. um, Uh, Yeah. So the authorship is basically the same as 1 Kings, which we covered. If you give a shit, go back and look at it. But uh, scholars think... Yeah, that's on you. Yeah, scholars think this was written during the uh, "quote unquote" Babylonian captivity, and which is like uh, Israel's emo phase. Yeah, if you want to, it's like uh, yeah. I was gonna say it's basically like when Martin Luther King was writing that uh, letter inside the uh, oh prison, the Birmingham jail. Birmingham jail. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say it's like when we went to Hot Topic, but yeah, whatever. Sure. Yeah, those two that's, that was sort of MLK's Hot Topic. Phase. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, it was written during the Babylonian exile, um, so that lends to a lot of what we've been reading, I think, so far, kind of how they're uh, maybe revising history a little bit to fit modern morals and ideas, um, so fun to think about as we're going and, and through this. I wonder what was going on during the Babylonian captivity, and they're like, well, how is this happening? Like, let me just recount 400 years of us fucking asking for it. Yeah, yeah, that we're here for a reason. Yeah. Um, we deserve whatever punishment we get as a race because correct. of these events that are occurring here. There is definitely uh, an option to read into it that way, I suppose. <laughs> uh, and we're continuing on, really, the story. I mean, I guess it, it's kind of interesting that it seems so linear in the beginning. You have sort of a couple of key um characters you know up to about moses and then it splits up and then it's about the tribes and now we're kind of really just talking about 
certain kings here and there, and then the prophets that kind of go with them, you know. So yeah, it's really been gentrified. Yeah, we've kind know? of lost these kind of Moses and Joshua characters, and now it's kind of like scrappy prophet fighters that yeah, we yeah. love to see. The jack of all trades. Now we're into these like uh, into these like fucking losers that all they can do is be a king. They're not also warriors and poets and you know prophets. Yeah. Nobody yeah. threw a millstone and crushed a guy's skull lately. It's the division of labor. Okay, also so. interesting is that. Oh, sorry, just, I know you keep trying to get into it. No, no, no. So that I just no, no, I remember. No, I remember like Let's, in uh, judges, we in judges at least we still had like magic people, you know, like um, Samson yeah. and shit, and people ripping it. And now it's just kind of general. I don't know if we'll get back to that, but now it's just kind of general. Like guys being like, "I want to have sex with a bath girl," and they're like, "Well, you can't," you know. Like, yeah, you can't. <laughs> but we are going to have um, something a little magical today, I think. So. Oh yeah, casually magical casually magical all right opening up there is still it's a new book but there is still a character that we're going to run into now elijah is still on the scene so ahab his nemesis just died at the end of first kings so opening up in second kings who's the king now it is of course uh ahab's son ahaziah now ahab died and moab is rebelling against israel so moab is like kind of over to the east the right. other side of the Jordan. I like they're, they're they're feeling pretty. Uh, well, Moab and who's that other one? It's the Moabites and the Ammonites. Edomites. Okay, Ammonites. Ammonites. The two the two ancestral tribes. Hell yeah. Uh, they were up to the northeast, so it would make sense that they would be rebelling against the northern kingdom yeah. that was trying to subjugate them. But they're on the other side of the Jordan, so I'm not quite sure. I mean, I guess that's annexed territory. You know? Yeah, at times. It's been, right. uh, like right. at Solomon's time, that would have been clearly within the bounds of Israel. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, because they took it forcibly, you know. Yes, but, yes. So, if you want to, we, we can go into the, the legality of them just going into another nation and annexing territory, but we're not going Manifest to. Manifest destiny, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, literally, in this case. In so, so, Moab rebels, and also seemingly unrelated, Ahaziah falls from a balcony and fucks up his back, I guess, or something. He's injured, you know. Yeah, sitting a little close to home, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you so gotta secure in- your balconies, people. Put up a yeah. goddamn railing. Fuck's sake! So he's in Samaria, right? Which is where uh, Ahab ruled. I think Ahab actually moved the capital there. It was before that. Yes, I. I One think of these guys. I think I, it wasn't Ahab. It, it, it predates him. Anyways, we had recently in First Kings seen the northern capital moved to Samaria. So that's where Ahaziah is when he falls, says through this lattice, basically, uh, from one of his upper rooms and hurts himself. So he's stuck in bed, right? It sucks. Mm-hmm. He wants to kind of know his prognosis. Nowadays, you ask a doctor. Back then, you asked a prophet. So he gets his messengers and he says, listen, fellas, go to Baal-zebub, which I guess is like a temple city. And ask uh, the god of Ekron there if I'm going to recover from this injury. Ba- so basically, ba- Baal-zebub is the god of Ekron. Oh, yeah, but I bet... Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I'll so explain it because it's kind of a... There's, there's a little interesting wordplay there. So, but, but basically, not, not to interrupt to summary it so you don't get lost. He sends, yeah. He's like, go get a message to God, but he's talking about the god of Ekron, who the Bible calls Baal-zebub. Um, oh shit! That's like the Satan's name, huh? 
Beelzebub. Beelzebub, which would make sense. But actually, Beelzebub, this is interesting, Uh, Beelzebub is an insult. The actual name would be uh, Beelzebul, which means Lord of Life. But Beelzebub means Lord of Flies. So it's like a little tongue-in-cheek insult written into the Bible, you know. Mm, Like a little little play on words. They're, you know... They're like call they, they, call market call Marquise in here and he's like you know my name is Marcus all right you know every time know, we have this conversation it's more like oh did you vote for the demon rats again <laughs> <laughs> the de- you voted for a democrat <laughs> oh you voted for the libtards and you're like yeah I did I hate rights yeah. I hate yeah, li- fucking <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway cool that's good good back backfill there um, that his name is actually the Lord of Life not the Lord of Flies. Flies definitely sounds cooler, though. Yeah, I've just read that book. Yeah. Okay, so he sends off his messengers. Uh, go, go get these. Go consult this other god. That's not our god, right? Right. And the messengers head out. Meanwhile, an angel of now that we know are actually deceitful little bastards, but right, that's can't trust them. An angel goes down to Elijah, who we all know and love, and says, "Listen, Elijah, go up and meet these messengers. Basically, cut them off." Beat them to the chase before they get to uh, Beelzebub and basically tell them what the real God thinks. Say, oh, what? You don't have a God here in Israel that you can sell? You got to go fucking outsource it to China? You know? Like, what's this about? It's pretty funny because, yeah, God basically sends an angel to Elijah and just says, hey, go remind Ahaziah. um, Remember me, bitch? Yeah. Um, and, And basically... Uh, Elijah tells the messengers, hey, give him this message, little game of telephone. But um, is there no God in Israel that you can consult? Because you have done this, the bed that you're in now, you will not leave. You know, you'll die. Right. So basically. That. So the worst possible news. You were looking basically. for a prognosis. I'll give it to you. Uh, to me, it also, it just seems like so kind of jealous and insulted that God feels that way. You know, it's like, it's like, imagine you hurt your back. And then you like tell your wife, "Hey, go to the doctor and like get a prescription and, and, and tell him, ask the doctor what I need to do." And then your aunt hears about it. Is like, you know, I sell Scentsy oils. You know, I've got jugs and jugs of essential oils. I can't move. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I come on. I'm, I'm insulted. So, what's funny here is that he sends these messengers out on what I'm assuming would have been a few days trip, right? To go to this other city, consult the god, sure. come back. Maybe a week, who knows? But they come back like the next day, and so Isaiah's like, uh, "Guys, like, why? How are you back already? You know, I know it takes longer than that. Are you, are you gonna really try yeah. to tell me you went all the way to Beelzebub? Yeah, they're like, we went out, we got a smoke, we came back. But like, let's just tell him that he's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like walking that far. So they they in fact relate to him what Elijah had said. They're like, "Hey, you know, we're on our way." We actually ran into a prophet uh, right down the road, and you're not going to believe what he had to say. <laughs> uh, it's going to get ugly. So Doctors hate this one trick. He, uh, The messengers relay exactly what Elijah had said, and the king goes, I think that something clicks for him, right? His father Ahab famously hated Elijah. They were always butting heads. So as I goes, all right, describe this prophet you ran into. And they're like, oh, he was super hairy. Um, which <laughs> and he I'm, wore a leather belt. These are the yeah, only two yeah. descriptive factors. They're like, hairy motherfucker, big ass belt. And he's like, oh, I know who that is. I'm picturing that he looks sort of like uh, Ted Kaczynski when he was caught. <laughs> which, which means that 
Elijah must be Polish and explains why. Right. Okay. Great. Uh, so <laughs> I was so thinking he, I, in my mind, my brain went to Greek. Like I'm just thinking oh, really yeah. hairy shoulders. Okay. Okay. So they get him. Or they they explain to Ahaziah what he looks like, and immediately Ahaziah's like, "God damn it, that's Elijah." <laughs> like he just knows that that's exactly who this is, and he's pissed because again, his dad probably always complained about Elijah at the dinner table. All right? When, he's like, uh, "Them Ahaziah cops are always making our lives difficult, and all I'm trying to do is sell meth." Okay, yeah. That, in this instance, they're white. Appalachians. Okay, I'm not yeah, trying I was to gonna say, <laughs> black lives matter, but Appalachian yeah. lives don't. Do not. Uh, so, yeah, he's like, God damn it, that's Elijah. So he sent to, a, he sends a, basically an army, a small army out to Elijah. 50 men, a regiment, what, a platoon, I don't know, fucking some army thing. Sure. So he sends them out to Elijah. This time, you know, not messengers. This is fucking armed soldiers. Right. These 50 guys get there. They find him and they're like, look, Elijah, first off, fuck you, respectfully. But. <laughs> Uh, we need you to come down here. He's up on a hill. Of course. So we need you to come down. We're going to take you back to the king. He has some business he wants to discuss. I, I like but- that. I like that. I mean, we've seen this theme. I Only really, really from Ahab onward. Have we seen the idea that they're like, what? God doesn't like what I'm doing. Uh, can we just kill the messenger? You know, it, it, um, it reminds me of this. Uh, like, will that solve the issue? If we, if we remove the sensors that are telling us how bad we're doing, will that fix That's it? That's right. It's it, it, yeah. it'd be it'd be like you're driving and the check oil light keeps coming on. You're like, what the fuck is this check oil light? Just can we just so remove put a the LED on top of it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put, a, put, just put <laughs> tape over it. You're like, done. This is fine. Exactly. I've got to get to Tucson. It's like, let's just blot out the mess again. Let's kill the messenger. Right? Uh, is basically what he wants to do. So he sends these fifty men. They show up. They say, "Come down from your stupid hill." I don't know why they don't just go up there and tase him, but whatever. Hills are dangerous. Yeah, they can be. You can roll a rock down a hill pretty easy. Oh, hell yeah. Elijah looks down at these guys as they're trying to come up the hill and take them or whatever. And he says, if I am a man of God, then let fire come from the heavens and strike you guys down. And sure enough, as soon as he says it, fire comes down, fucking roasts all 50 of these guys. Well done. Yep. Just how Trump likes it. Yes. Uh, Okay, great. Ahaziah, though, is not to be so easily deterred. Sends a second group of 50 men. Same exact thing happens. If I'm not a man of God, or if I'm a man of God, let fire come down and kill them. Third group of fifty men comes up, and this captain gets smart. Right? He had seen what happened, presumably to the other two yeah, groups. It's weird that Elijah felt like that's how he had to kill him. I mean, these guys—they were just following orders. Correct. Which means good. It's fine. Yeah, all captains aren't bad. I'm sorry. Right. Sorry. Uh, you know. So. This third captain comes up, and he's like, look, forget the person sending me orders. Please, show mercy. Me and my men, we don't want to fuck with you. We're just doing what our king said. Like, don't kill us. And so Elijah's like, all right, for this you may live, I guess. <laughs> well, he was like, you're coming at me all wrong. This tone is awful. You know? Yeah. Fucking, if you're going to talk to me, you know, you can't, you can't be yelling at me like that, all right? You ain't got enough badges to be bossing me around like that. That's right. I have I have the power of God and anime on my side. Exactly. Uh, so he's finally like, "All right, we'll talk," and uh, goes goes with the man back to the king. I think also. I mean, I don't know how important it is, but just for accuracy's sake, um, the the third team is like, "Hey, man, obviously you're capable of uh, napalm, but um, 
you know, can we just can we just talk like adults? Can you just come speak to the king, please? And like the angel lord's like, yeah, it's fine now. I, I was, you know, let's go do it. And uh, Elijah's like, all right, I'll go tell him in person. And he's like, yeah, by the way, that shit I was saying about where like, um, you know, you went to the wrong god, now you have to die. Uh, I stand by it. And so Ahaziah dies. Yeah, right there on that scene, like having bringing Elijah to him to say the words kind of fulfilled the prophecy. Interestingly. Um, also, that's absolutely not what I told those captains to do. It was his last words. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like, if I was like, all right, all right, the first team died. He's like, all right, you guys, you go to the hill. You kill him. They're like, okay. And then they died. And like, the third <laughs> team, same exact order. You got to go in there and kill him. And then they just like, hey, by the way, we brought him here. I'm like, that's not – I the worst case scenario was you were going to die up there. I wasn't expecting you to, like, bring him back. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say that uh – he was. They were supposed to kill him. Necessarily, it might have been just to retrieve him. But regardless, uh, it did not go well for him. Ahaziah certainly did die. Now, here's what happens next. Ahaziah did not have a son, um, so there was no direct leader or lineage. Instead, Joram succeeded him as king. Is that his brother? It's his brother. It's the son yeah, of Ahab. Uh, and it's confusing because when I first read it, I was like, are they saying that the nations are now unified? Because um, Jehoram is the same name as uh, Jehoshaphat's son, isn't it? Possibly. Yeah, Jehoshaphat has a son who's also named Jehoram. So it, it, it's kind of weird that... The, <laughs> so Jehoram, a.k.a. Joram... And in the northern tribes, there's Joram, a.k.a. Jehoram. So, oddly okay. enough, there's a brief period of time where there are two kings with the exact same names ruling at the same time. I, I, I don't know. I, so, yeah. it was confusing to me, but this is his brother Asa's, or Ahab's other child. Do you think it's because Ahab and Jehoshaphat were kind of like buddies? So, they named their sons the same thing? I, I don't know. It, it's going to be confusing because Jehoram has a son named uh, Ahaziah. So it's the exact. Jesus. So like they're just switching names back and forth, you know. I don't uh, know. How European of them. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. so it doesn't make sense that that both the king of Judah and the king of Israel uh, have basically the exact same naming pattern. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Very ancestral. So they decide. Um, the Bible then is like, yeah, if if you uh, want to know more about Ahaziah. It's in Chronicles. You can go read about him there, which, of course, we will do. I kind of wonder about Chronicles. They're like, by the way, if you want to know what this king did, it's in Chronicles. I'm like, how much could he have done? Two years? Doesn't even fuck in that amount of time? Doesn't even have a kid? He didn't (laughs) even have sex. Uh, So, yeah, presumably there will be some more details later. We'll see. It'll be fun to kind of compare what actually happens in Chronicles, and we can sort of reflect back then. Um, All right. Chapter 2 of Second Kings. And this is a, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll cover before and after, obviously, of course. But this one's, I, I think, one of the more biblically impactful. Like, the ending of yeah. Elijah is like the one where people are like, oh, yeah, when you die and you go see Elijah and Enoch, you know, and the, the book of Eli and shit like that. So it, it's kind of a, the, I, I feel like there's certain instances in the Bible that set these kind of like lore, you know? Where you're like, okay, well, we know that you can that we know that when people die, they become ghosts because there was the witch of Endor, you know, and we know yeah. that God is capable that heaven exists, kind of, because that's where God takes Enoch. 
So there's these kind yes. of weird little things that people tie into for like hammering out what is actually. How do we build this mythology yeah. based on these like little scraps of detail we right, have? Right, that don't right. probably really mean anything. Yeah, but uh, like you know, like Jacob's funny. ladder, like whatever the fuck that was about. They're like, yeah, that's right. really important. I'm like, was it? That's, it kind of just comes was off he just, just high as fuck. Yeah, like some guy's fever dream once two sentences. They're like, yeah, that's that's why you can take the ladder to heaven. I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone mentioned so, it in passing, you know, briefly during uh, getting drunk once. But yeah, all right. I'm picturing, let me set the stage for chapter two here. Uh, one of the rabbinical interns, we'll say, at uh, the Babylonian exile temple, wherever that is, is writing this, right? Because that's when this happened. They're in this weird country. And he sits down, and he's like, all right, I got to write Elijah's death scene, right? I need to fucking make this good. So he starts writing. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven... And then he sees that, like, his rabbi overseer kind of walks out of the room, and he writes down the next words. He goes, in a whirlwind. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like almost a normal story. (laughs) It's like, and then he was at the bar having a drink, and then he stabbed someone. Like, whoa, that's a fucking twist. You, You knocked that one out of the park. So we uh, unprecedented because this has never been spoken about in the Bible. But apparently, the way that Elijah is going to be taken to heaven here shortly is via whirlwind. Yeah, very cool, actually. You know what whirlwinds uh, are? We've all seen the Wizard of Oz. That was the first. Yeah. That was the third Elijah, basically. Oh shit! <laughs> is that what it's? God damn! I never thought about that. So he's about to go to Oz. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, when God was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind. He is walking down the path to Gilgal with Elisha, right? His little Padawan, if you will. Uh, Very cute situation. So Elijah says to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. So he's like, look, I have to do this mission on my own. I'm assuming he knows he's going to get taken to heaven somehow. It, it, It explains a couple of times that they all know. Everyone knows that Elijah is about to be taken up to heaven. Which should be kind of like one of those things where, like, I want to stick around to see that shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, if if someone was like, hey, man, what's up? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go jump in. I'm going to let myself be eaten by a lion. But uh, you stay here. I'm just going to go do that thing. I'd be like, no, I think I'll come with. I think I I I want to see that. I I think if you read between the lines here, what's implied is that this is scary. Is it? Is it? Yeah, because I think, well, we'll get to it. But, yeah, I think that the implication is that... The idea of God physically taking someone up to heaven is a terrifying prospect, I think. I I put it into the context that, so everyone knows that God is coming to take Elijah for some reason. Somehow they all basically know. We'll get to the, that's going to be a theme you'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I personally take it as it's more like he's on like, um, like in the hospital and he's going to do an assisted suicide. And, yeah. like, everyone's like, well, I'm going to stick around. He's like, yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm going to fucking inject this Drano into my fucking veins or whatever the fuck they do. Yeah. And he's like, but you, you just go. Just let me wander out in the jungle and do it first. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll, I'll hang out with you, you know. Like, yeah. uh, I, I want to be there when my dog gets put down. For sure. Uh, Elisha shows to be a very loyal servant to Elijah here, I think. Mm-hmm. Like you said, kind of the kind of he's the dog, right? He wants to go stay <laughs> See its owner get you know put in the cremator or whatever. Get hit by the train or so, whatever. Yeah, very cool. So, uh, 
So Elisha is insistent. I'm going with you, Elijah. I'm not going to let you go off to Bethel on your own. So instead of going to Gilgal as they were, boom, they're going to Bethel now. Um, and they go, they get to Bethel, and a company of prophets joins them there. And this company of prophets approaches Elisha, and they say, listen, buddy, uh, you know that Elijah is about to be taken up with the Lord, right? You know, you're not, you're, you're going to lose your, your master here, pal. Right. Like, trying to console him, I feel like. Well, or like, I think they're talking to Elisha. They're talking to Elisha, and they're like, yeah. hey, I heard that Elijah's going to heaven today. Did you hear about that? And basically, Elisha's like, hey, man, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, it feels like they're trying to, like, be there for him. You know, like, hey, we're all prophets, right? They're all in this little special clique. Yeah. Uh, they're like, you know, you're about to lose your master, huh, Quick pal? question. Why do you call it a company of prophets? Is that exactly what the Bible says? or what, how That's does it exactly it? Yes. My Bible Mine calls them company. the sons of the prophet. Hmm. And there's a little bit. So, basically, my Bible calls them the sons of the prophet. And what the implication is, is that this is when Samuel was a prophet, when Samuel was up and running, he had a group, like a school for prophets. Yeah. And then this school has continued onward and is basically like, I, I don't know, I guess you would almost say like a priesthood, but just for prophets. So it's a gotcha. it's a band of zealots that fight in yeah. wars and they speak Tibetan for God. monks. Yeah, Tibetan war monks, you know? Is that yeah. it's is that the sons of the prophets are specifically a warlike cult of prophets that kind okay, of answer to cool. Elijah. Hell yeah. And they used to answer to Samuel and now they answer to Elijah and Elisha. Side note, how hard do you think it would be for us to get this school going again? I don't know. War monks. Yeah. The war war uh, prophet academy. <laughs> so, yeah, as we were saying, they Say this to Elisha. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Shut the fuck up. I get it. I know. I know he's gonna die. Um, I don't need to hear it from you assholes. Basically, right. um, so they uh, Elijah comes up to him now, Elijah, and says, "All right, Elisha, this time for real. Stay here. You know, we're in Bethel now. Stay here. I gotta go. Actually, like, get taken up by God." And again, he's like, "I'm Elisha's, going to Jericho." Yeah, he's going to. Sorry, he is being sent to Jericho. And Elisha says, no, I'm not leaving your side. Like, wherever you get called by God to do this thing eventually, I'm not going to miss out on it. I'm going to be here for you. Right. Your puppy dog. So Elisha follows Elijah. It's so annoying to have these two people in the book. I know. Uh, follows him to Jericho. And the exact same shit. There's a band of prophets that are like, hey, Elijah, have you heard about Elijah? He's like, yeah, man, shut the fuck up. I'm aware. Keep your voice down. Yes, I know. You know. So they get to Jericho, and uh, once again, Elijah says, I've got to go somewhere, this time to the Jordan River. Um, and he says, you can stay here. Again, Elisha is not allowed, about to let that happen. Yeah. He insists, I'm going He's with like, you. He's you go, we go. It's like that scene from uh, Backdraft. That's right. It's very, again, just adorable. He's following them around. So of that uh, group of prophets we met earlier, some of them follow along. And watch from a distance uh, to where uh, Elijah and Elisha walk off and stop at the Jordan River. They get to the river, and Elijah takes off his coat and slaps the water with it. So, a little uh, reminiscent of Moses doing this with his staff at the ocean. It is kind of funny, because there's going to be a theme of Elijah passing on the mantle to Elisha. 
So he's yes. taking off his coat, his mantle, and slapping the water, and kind of just casually, just passively splitting the water. You know, Moses had to, like, have God and a whole army in front of him, but Elijah's like, hold on, hold on, slap, slap, slap. You know, yeah. let me just split this river and walk on dry land like it's fucking nothing. To be fair, it is just a river. Moses parted an entire sea. True. A little more impressive. The, uh, in fact, this spot, or the Jordan was split like this by uh, Joshua as well. Remember, they put the rocks yes. on the riverbed? Yes, yes, yes. They, so, so probably around the same area, too, because that would have been near Jericho as well. It um, would have been near Jericho. It might. It, it yeah. doesn't say it's the same spot. It doesn't mention the stones of Jericho would, or anything. But that's right. It, it stands to reason if he went from Jericho to the closest point of the Jordan River, that probably would have been where they passed initially when they were entering. But who correct. knows? So he slaps the water, it parts obediently, and the two walk across the dry riverbed. So they're walking and talking, um, and Elijah sh- says to Elisha, the younger, he says, tell me, before I get taken up and go to be with you know the Lord, what can I do for you? This is your last chance to ask me for something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Elisha says to him, all I want is to inherit a double portion of your spirit. Now, did you read up on like what he means by that? So, or- what my Bible says. So, first of all, it sounds oddly sexual. Like, give me a double portion of your spirit. So that's yeah. funny, of course. Ooh, ooh, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as shit. But I think the implication is that, well, first of all, what is going on right now? Elijah's like, leave me a bee, let me go die, and Elisha is like, no, no, I'll follow you. So uh, the implication is likely it's a threefold test of faith and diligence. You know, yes. all right, are you the kind of person that's going to leave your master? And he's like, no, 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 I'll follow you to the fucking hell, whatever. The other implication is that, again, that same theme of passing on the mantle, which we'll see, is that Elijah is like, by the way, when I'm gone, you got to follow in my footsteps and it's going to be up yeah. to you to punish Israel and kill a bunch of Jews. And yes. like, Elijah is like, okay, but... You know, I'm half the man you are, so I'm going to need double of God's blessing or the spirit that he gave you, you know. So that's sort of the implication, you know. Very, uh, very force-like, though, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. kind of, you're picturing Luke and Obi-Wan here, right? Like, where, hey, when you go, I'm going to need some of that sweet force ghost power to stick around, help me out, guide me, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is what it feels like. So Elijah says back to him, all right, you're asking for a lot. You know, this is a difficult thing that you're asking to take on. Here's the deal. When I go, when I'm taken by God, if you're watching and you see it happen, then your request is granted. If not, then no. So that's why earlier I mentioned it feels like being a part of this is sort of terrifying. Because he's saying you have to make it through this ordeal of watching me actually be taken up by God and seeing it happen and bearing witness like it's a difficult thing, like it's a challenge. Well, we, we've seen instances where God's very presence is terrible to behold. That's I what mean, I'm thinking. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't seen the Ark, which is more likely, you know, we, we love the Ark. We love the way it kills yeah. people. But this yeah, is yeah. a little bit different. This I is, wanted to melt my face off. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but th- th- this is more like uh, the burning tornado and shit. Like, th- th- this is more of a, I don't know why. I don't know why it's so important. Like, when God took Enoch, it was just like, he was like, all right, come with me. And they just walked off. You know, yeah. it seemed more like an elephant graveyard type thing. But um, I think he's developed his brand a lot more since then to be more scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, 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 of- he's worked on his showmanship. Yeah. 
But basically, so, I think this is all just an explanation of the test of faith. That he's like, okay, I asked you to leave. You didn't do it three times. Good on you for that. And he's like, can I have a double portion of God's blessing? He's like, all right, listen. God's about to take me. If you're still around when that happens and you can withstand the force of it, then, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get a double blessing all over you. One last test. And I think the people probably remember how terrifying God was because, again, there's a lot of parallels to Moses here. And uh, when Moses went up to the mountain to, like, get the Ten Commandments, it was very fucking terrifying, mm-hmm. reportedly. So, like, that would be sort of in, in Elisha's mind, I think, that, like, all right, this is going to be a big deal if God's actually going to come down and grab this motherfucker up. So, as they're talking about this, Suddenly, a chariot of fire and horses of fire appear out of thin air and separate the two of them, right? Basically split the middle, uh, which is sounds dangerous to me, honestly, God. Just run a chariot between two pedestrians? Yeah. yeah. Who the yeah. fuck do you think you are? I don't like it. <laughs> but, yeah, a flaming chariot with flaming horses comes down and picks up Elijah and then carries him off in the whirlwind. Yes, so... Pretty metal. Pretty fucking badass. Elijah just T-posing, spinning in the air. (laughs) In a whirlwind. Um, uh, I don't know. It's just, it sounds fucking cool. I want to watch this. Yeah, I'd have stuck around. Yeah. Even if I didn't get the double dollop of uh, profit juice, I'd still watch this. Even then, I'd still hang out. I mean, I watch a lot of videos of like Chinese people driving minivans into other people. So yeah. my, the barrier for things I'll watch is pretty low. Yeah. But this I was also even. low. I would also watch Good. this. I once uh, saw okay. a guy who killed another guy after he raped him and then ate his butt cheeks. So I'd watch this too. All right. That's good. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, where were we? Yeah. The prophets, right? The the big group of prophets was all were all watching this uh, go down from a distance, so they still get to see it, just not front row seats like Elisha. Yeah, they're not in the splash zone. So yeah, exactly. So they see Elisha coming back, and they're like, "Wow, look! You can actually see the spirit of Elijah resting on Elisha." So like, he came back a new man. Yeah, he right. He's and you looking. See he had Elijah power. He's looking Super Saiyan right now, and just to yeah. prove it, they're like, "Is that fucking Elijah? He's looking real badass." He's like, "Oh yeah," and he just like passively again splits the water, be like, "Yeah, it's nothing. I just picked yeah, this yeah, up. He, yeah, I just thought I'd cross he, this river too." <laughs> What is, what, when they say we could see the spirit of Elijah on him, I'm actually kind of wondering uh, yeah. if that's a little bit gross They're looking. like, hey, maybe. man, get some wet naps. <laughs> yeah, you, there's, your hair is sticking yeah, up a little bit. You got a big dollop of spirit like between your eyebrows <laughs> that's dripping into your nose a little bit. Clean, clean that up, please. Uh, he, he, he prophesied all over you. But basically, just to, just to show, so Elijah also picks up, or Elisha picks up Elijah's coat and puts it on. So he's literally wearing Elijah's mantle and yeah. is crossing the river wearing Elijah's clothes and then just passively, you know, parts the waters and yeah. walks over it, to his boys. It's like when uh, Miles Morales did his first big web swing. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm Spider-Man now, but hotter and younger. Yeah. And everyone's like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. And more <laughs> ethnic. Well, I don't think Elisha is more. He's like, we than needed Elijah. an urban Spider-Man. Okay, this is actually where the analogy stops. <laughs> <laughs> He's just younger and hotter. That's all we have to say. Okay. 
He's like, remember that old dusty Mayo Spider Man? Check this one out. I have headphones on, you know. And they're like, yeah, that's cool, cool as shit. Uh, okay, so uh, they go to him and they're like, hey, uh, Elisha, do you want us to like send some of these guys to go find Elijah's body, basically, like or go? Well, they're like, they're maybe. like, they all they saw was Elijah getting carried away. Right. Yeah. So, so they say to him, they're like, maybe when God picked him up and flung him to space with a whirlwind, maybe he landed somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's just like, well, you know what? It, it's not the first time it's happened. There was a couple instances where God picked up people, carried them to a mountain, you know, did a little dance for them or whatever, you know, but like, oh, Moses, come look at my back. And then like left him there. And now Moses yeah. is like on top of a mountain, like, great. How do I get down? You know, yeah. Look, I got so a very roller coaster tycoon, like what I do <laughs> right, with my guests. Right, right, right. So it it isn't outside of precedent that they see Elijah being carried away, and they're like, maybe he's on a mountain somewhere. Maybe God took him to a valley or a river and gave him visions it, and showed him his Jacob's ladder or whatever. It's awkward though because like <laughs> they seem to know beforehand. Good, good, good. good. I sorry, I should have laughed. You're right. So they they seem to know beforehand that this was the end for Elijah though, right? That God is taking him to heaven. So it's weird now that they're like, Oh buddy, maybe he's just, you know, maybe he just went to go get some cigarettes, buddy. He could be back. In right now. <laughs> I heard he's just gone to a farm. If we find that farm, we'll find it. So Elisha is like, guys, no, he's gone. It's okay. I got his fucking spirit. Now. Anyways, we don't need that. I have spirit. his coat. What do you? Yeah. But they would not listen. And they're like, no, 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 no. let's go search the countryside for this side we for this guy we just saw get carted off to heaven. And so yeah. they do. And they set up search for three days, and then they come back to Elijah, like, yeah, we checked everywhere, we couldn't find Elijah. Elijah's like, Yeah, what the fuck did I tell you? Yeah. I I buried him deep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to waste your you're, time, waste your time. But I mean, you know You don't even have a canine unit. You're not finding him. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look for them bones. <laughs> So, um, meanwhile, yeah, Elisha, while his men are out there searching, he, he sets up in Jericho, right? Just the fucking down they the They went road, to the basically. Jordan. They had their little thing. He crossed the Jordan. He went back to Jericho. And that's where yes. he is at the end of two. Well, we're not at the end of two yet. He's chilling there. Oh, and, shit. And yeah, right. the people of Jericho. You're good. The people of Jericho it. come to him and they're like, look, uh... You're a prophet, right? You do magic shit all the time. We see you have this. You have prophet goo all over your face still. Right. Uh, do you think you can do something about this bad water? So basically, their water is poison. Uh, it's a real flint situation going on. Yeah. Here, um, tastes bad. I guess maybe it's it's killing crops. It's no good. There's a lead deposit or something. Right. I don't know. You kind of wonder if this? Nestle is like set up shop in there or something. Ooh, nice. Yeah, trying to get the moms hooked on formula. So, um. He basically says, bring me a bowl and put some salt in it. They do that. He uh, goes to the spring and throws the salt out of the bowl into the uh, into the spring. And he's like, this is done. And like for me, cool. I'm glad you fixed it. But you could have used a little more panache. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just kind of like low key. It's like when a magician has just lost the will to live. And they're like, he's like, is this your card? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. You can keep it if you want. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like. You see this quarter? I pulled it out of your ear. He just throws it in your face. You're like, hey. <laughs> it does. It like, feels like he uh, didn't give a shit. They're like, our water's poison. He's like, yeah, and he just like fucking throws salt in it. You're fine. You're fine I, now. I, I, Shut up. I'm picturing that there's like a uh, 
there's like a sewage runoff right nearby, and he like goes over and like blocks off the sewage block and like fixes <laughs> it just, from going into the spring. He just kicks a bunch of dirt in with one foot, like yeah, right. yeah, yeah, like like you know does that, and then he throws the salt in. And he's like, yeah, that that's how I fixed the god did the salt <laughs> thing or whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the water is clean now. They're very happy about that. In fact, it says the Bible tells us that it remained clean to this very day. So, hooray! For real Captain Planet vibes yeah, from Elisha yeah, here. Yeah. So it says yeah. from there, Elisha went back to Bethel, which is where they were before they went to Jericho. Yeah, he's working his way Elijah. back. I mean, he's probably headed back to Gilgal, I think. Yeah, somewhere. Uh, funny story happens, though, on his on his way to Bethel. He's walking down the road, and a big-ass group of boys come out of the town and start making fun of him. Now, what do they say to this sexy young prophet? Right. Well, they're calling him Baldy. Right, the fucking yeah, which these pieces. That's of shit. a line too far. Right? I, I think that yeah. they're. I, I I think so. Elijah is just minding his own business as he's walking by. He meets a group of thugs who are antagonizing him, and he feels the need Children. to express force upon them. You know, I know what you're doing here. I get the bit, right? But let's make sure that people do understand that these are children. Yeah, thugs. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Carry on. They deserve so, to be charged as adults. Okay. That's what okay. they get. And they are. The Lord, in fact, does t- treat them like adults. Because as he turns around, Elisha turns around and calls a curse on them in the name of the Lord. Which, very normal thing to do yeah. to children. Yeah. Teasing you. Some kids are calls- some kids are picking on him and making him feel bad about his receding hairline. And yeah. he, go, he looks at him and goes, no, bro. And he, like, for probably, like, eight minutes and 46 seconds, he just sends two bears into them and just shreds them to pieces. The bear mauls 42 young boys. Yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't have been looting or protesting or whatever it was that they were doing. Okay, that they yeah, yeah, yeah. We get, we get the analogy. So the point is that yeah, he murders basically an entire town's worth of boys, right? I'm assuming that this is every young boy in this town. You can only 42. hope. It's a yeah. lot of kids. Yeah. Uh, 42. Right. It's a lot. And that's the end of the story. They probably committed <laughs> a gross proportion of crime in that town. Oh, no. So Cole's going to do white supremacist talking points for the rest of the episode. I'm just going to take a nap. <laughs> well, what were they doing out there? Why weren't they in yeah, school? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where was their dad? Saturday. It was a Saturday, um, whew, and their dads were working. So that's the end of chapter two. I think that's as far as we're going to get today. For sure. Um, a nice little chunk into Second Kings. I like that. I like that. It, it seems like they preface this as kind of like God blesses Elijah with a double dollop of spirit. Yeah. And like the rest of this chapter is just like, and by the way, here's the proof. He split some water, he purified some water, and he murdered some kids. That's how you know God's on his side. That's all you need to know. Yeah. If it, I mean that yeah, he has the mantle, clearly. That would be super cool if we did it like today. Like some guy's like, by the way, I'm a prophet for God. And we're like, prove it. He's like, hand me that Brita filter and then give me your kid. And he's just like doing vigilante justice. You're like, well, that guy's fucking godly as shit. <laughs> I mean, if you can call bears on command to attack your enemies, right. even if your enemies are small children, right. yeah. Now I, you just have you to have stand vote. outside of a radio shack with an AR-15 if you really want to. 
take care of business. <laughs> wow, re- date yourself. Radio Shack references, huh? <laughs> there is one in our town. It's okay. <laughs> what if what if these uh what if these thugs are trying to build like a ham radio? Yeah. <laughs> they want to talk to the uh, ISS space station or something. Yeah, they could. They could be trying to do that actually. Uh, you make a solid point. Uh, and I think we missed um, that afterwards he goes to Samaria. So uh, I guess okay. not Gilgal, but I guess I guess Elijah is headed to Samaria, which so. is of course the seat of power for Israel. Yeah, the probably northern probably going there just to fuck shit up, you know, and protest power. You know, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ahaziah is, um, I guess, dead at this point. Is he still dead? Did they wreck on uh, Ahaziah is uh, dead because Elijah killed him. Uh, his new we just we oh, covered that's right. it. Yeah, Elijah, his new son. That's right. Because Jer- Elijah killed Jehoam, him. So. Whatever the fuck his name is. I already forgot yeah. it. Yeah. Because they keep jumping, but uh, you know, with like who's in charge, they always kind of jump back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that we know Elijah is dead means that Ahaziah has to have already been dead. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jehoram or whatever. Right. Joram. Right. He's like, all right, Elijah, you proved your shit. I need you to go back to the capital and like set up shop and basically yeah. overthrow the government. You are the new voice of God, and so continuing on to Second Kings, that's probably going to be our uh, our protagonist yeah. for a while. Yeah, the leader of this anti-fascist regime. Yeah, the king, the king of Antifa. Yeah. Um, anything else from that chapter? It was pretty straightforward. That's we had it. Some fun. So Elijah is yeah. dead, or I guess not dead, just gone, gone up to heaven, just, just to heaven, um, hanging out, kind of. A lot of uh, people point to the parallels between he and Moses. I'll go through those real quick. Um, so like Moses, he is a worker of miracles. He splits the Jordan in two, which Moses also did. He makes abundant food and drinks from a short supply. Uh, that is uh, true. If you remember. He did that shit, yeah. Um, also like Moses, he survived for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness without food and drink, even though the birds were there. Revived so that's a corpse? Right. Yep. He revived a corpse like Moses. He can make it rain or stop raining, which Moses did. Did Moses um, revive a corpse? I believe so. I don't remember that. Yeah. I think... I, I, well, I, maybe this is just a list of his miracles. Yeah, because I, I know... I think Elijah reviving that boy is the first instance of... What do you call that? Reviving a body? It's, like, it's uh, the first instance of necromancy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't think so yeah, he's a lot like Moses. He's also a lot like Jesus. And that Jesus eventually just ascended to heaven and never actually died. Right. Besides the time that he died and came back. Of right. Course. Not that we count that. Uh, um, that. That was a so mulligan. Yeah. So there's kind of a uh, a continuing theme of of connecting Moses to Jesus, and Elijah is kind of the in between. Um, there's you know we like to uh, say have history rhyme a little is bit. Is that the right? last we'll mention Elijah? Is he mentioned in Chronicles? Did they, did they ever, uh, I mean, I mean there, he's going to be mentioned a lot huh. throughout the rest of the Bible. He's kind of like one of the greatest prophets. Who, Elijah? So, yeah. Oh, well, he did, barely did shit. I, I know. Go yeah. figure. That's weird. He's fancy. I, 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 I assume because he's dead now, or I guess gone. Yeah, he's a force ghost. That uh, that would be kind of the end of it. But when I was at Passover, they were like, and put out a glass of wine for Elijah and leave the door open. I'm like, you guys are going to get yeah, murdered. Yeah, so ghost just, can come back. Just getting drunk with the door open? Fuck. Aren't you guys <laughs> you being leave, hunted? You leave, you leave the door open so that Elijah can come in and give you a double dollop of, <laughs> of uh, spirit? profit juice. Yeah, you'll get it <laughs> if you're not careful. But it just, it, like, if, if this is all that Elijah's done, I don't really get it. Like, I get him being like an angry, you guys fucked up, you know, um, 
elderly grandpa spirit on the stoop yelling at people like don't steal that car that's nine to five you know <laughs> or five to nine Very much. <laughs> five to ten. no it's gonna keep it, we're definitely gonna talk a lot about him in first and second chronicles and then he comes up a few other times in the uh, bible as well so well he seems yeah. like he'd be an important character uh we don't really know why enoch was so fucking good that guy was like yeah you can come hang out in my condo but uh, the name it's a good name it's a good name uh, but Elijah's up there too. Is like people that were ascended to heaven without dying. So I guess that's yeah. cool. I don't know. Sometimes normies win the lottery. You know? <laughs> okay, that's true. It's true. Yeah. Sometimes they fall uh, um tendies. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? I think that's it. I mean, that's. I mean, we're, right. we're you know, Elijah is gone. Elisha is carried on his mantle. He killed a bunch of uh, hooligans with some bears. He's moving yep. on up in the world. I can't wait to see what'll happen. Yeah, hopefully more bears. I'll say it. Yeah, hopefully more I bears. I like the bears. You know. Well, folks, if uh, you don't already, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Bible Pimps. Yeah. This will actually be the first episode we post on there on yeah. our new account. Um, and if you want to reach out to us uh, more long form, there's email at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Send us something. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, we love fan fiction. If you have like lewd fan fiction you want to write about us, oh, yeah. send us that. Yeah, I mean, you probably um, don't know what we look it, like, so just assume that, just make some shit up, I don't care. Yeah, well, no, like, written fan fiction. I know, that's about my point. Fu- is it about us fucking while we record a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just slow stroking as we get to the, to the through the jokes. Um, yeah. Uh, I, not to get too controversial, but uh, I'm trying to remember where I saw this, but a bunch of, like, SWAT members in Florida, like, quit. Because, like, yeah. current the current PC culture is saying yeah. that they can't shoot people's dogs no more. And they're like, what? yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are we coming to as a nation where dogs' lives matter more now? And I realized the kind of nation I want to be in. I don't – if I had to choose – I don't know about all lives matter, black lives matter, but I'll tell you what does matter. Dogs' lives matter. All dog lives matter. I disagree. I'm going to be donating my dog to the local police station this month so they have something to shoot. <laughs>